welcome to the Audible Ecstasy Podcast. Each week we sit around and discuss the music from our past. Sometimes we agree. I call it iconic. It's a 10. That riff is un- it's incredible. Clearly a 10. This is one of the most iconic songs of the 80s. Um, iconic from start to finish. And sometimes we disagree. The song sounds like something you might hear at your aunt's funeral. The absolute worst lyric ever. It's like stuffing the sock in your pants and you got nothing else to tell me. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. We're back with another Audible Ecstasy podcast and this week it's Anthony's pick. We're doing the album, The Final Countdown, 1986 from Europe. You guys ready to do this? I'm ready, Anthony. What's your I don't your know, I don't know if I'm ready to do this or not to do with you. You are. Guys. Bring it on. <laughs> uh, I had a little trouble getting a tagline, but I'm going to try this one out. Um, rock now, rock the night, till early in the morning light. Rock now, rock the night. You better believe it's the Audible Ecstasy podcast. That's pretty good. Okay, okay. <clears throat> I, I try. Cue from try. a great song. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate <laughs> it was tough. That. It was tough this week. I couldn't think of anything, Damn. so. All right, gang. So we've had a week to listen to this 1986 arguably classic album. Two weeks, yes, two weeks. But I only had it for a week because uh, one of those weeks I had a couple of new releases I was rocking out to. So some metal. This is definitely not metal. So here we go. Anything? Anything good? Uh, you know what? Uh, it was mediocre. A couple couple albums. Yeah, Meshuggah's new album. I'm a little disappointed uh, that came out on Friday. It's great, but it's not what I thought it was going to be. Hey, we don't need to get into that. Nonetheless, let's get started on <laughs> I just I don't want to start downplaying other albums I've been listening to. All right. <laughs> the first song is called The Final Countdown. Hit it, Chris. So, my notes open up as the keyboard intro makes it instantly recognizable, which we did skip that at the beginning because we wanted to get to the lyric content of the song because it does go on for a little bit. Um, Nonetheless, I'm just going to spread it on. (laughs) This song has basically become a parody of itself throughout the years. It's easily memorable and does seem a touch dated with the saturated keyboard sounds. The guitar solo is great, and the name John Norm is going to be spoken highly of throughout yeah, this day. He's the guy is an incredible shred guitar, uh, god, shred god of the world of guitar, and he's awesome. However, if you're expecting perfection on this song, this is not perfection. The song has gotten to the point where I would skip it every single time. If it comes on the radio, I change the channel. By no means am I saying this is a bad song. It's just one that I find to be... Fingernails on a chalkboard. I've heard it so much. I would dare say the guys in Europe would likely say the same thing because this song has defined their career and they are a better band than this song. I still find the song to be excellent. My score is eight, even though it's overplayed. Final assessment. Chris, what do you think? I don't know if I can go after that. Uh, Yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's not perfection. Okay, well, right off the bat, and this does not influence our rating anymore, but this is an iconic song. There's no it question is, about yeah. that. I mean, this is this is one on the the Hall of Fame for these guys. Um, that said, that does not guarantee a 10 anymore. Uh, it's a keyboard-heavy song with an iconic riff in it. Uh, 
The guitar solo is fantastic. Underrated guitar it solo. Is. I mean, it, it, you kind of, because of all the keyboards, you kind of forget about that. But when you listen to it, it's like, wow, this guy is a shredder. You're right. What's the guy's name again? The, the John guitarist? Norum. Yeah, he shreds. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. We definitely need to mention him a lot. Hey, hey, dude, yeah. He, I'm going to be singing his praises okay. almost every song. Uh, Joy's vocals are solid. I mean, this guy can, he, he pierces through. He's got a great voice he as does. far as that goes. And this song does hold a place in pop culture. There's no doubt about it. I agree with you, Jimmy. It is a little overplayed. I mean, it's something. And and here's kind of where I landed on this song because Jimmy asked me this week. I wasn't quite sure if this was going to be a 10 or not. And he's like, when it's on, do you skip it? No. I do. I hate to I admit it, but I do. It's I It's did. not something. It's not my favorite song on this album. It's not even my second favorite song on this album. Same here. Um. So I'm giving it a nine. I think it's outstanding. Outstanding. Hey, fair enough. Fair enough. Anthony, talk to us. Well, where are we wrong? If you two guys were standing on a stage right now, I'd come up yeah. and smack both of y'all. <laughs> come on down. I wanted to make that joke today so bad. I was trying to find the right spot for it. This is the perfect spot. It's your time, so, buddy. It's your time. Don't uh, don't expel me from the podcast. So anyway, no, you're good. You 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 rock this thing. Hit it, buddy. Uh, I mean. I don't, I don't disagree with what you guys said. I really don't. Um, me personally, I think it is a 10. I think it's pop perfection. Pop metal, hair metal perfection, whatever you want to call it. Right. But first, I want to get into song facts where I give my little spiel. And I noticed on song facts, they have a listing at the top, like uh, chart placement for some of these songs. And it had number one in the UK and number eight for the US there. So I don't know the accuracy behind that, but I thought I found it kind of interesting. So. I pulled those down, but uh, anyways, this song's lyric is both apocalyptic and optimistic, describing describing a trip into space and leaving Earth behind, of course. When we asked Europe lead singer Joey Tempest about it, he explained, I had the demo without vocals, and I was singing it over and over again. The music was almost like a soundtrack to a movie about leaving Earth, and that the Earth was spent, and one day we'll probably have to leave this place. It was kind of a dreamlike lyric. But that was the backdrop for it. And the interesting part about that keyboard riff, the iconic keyboard riff was composed by lead singer Joey five years before the song was recorded. The band's keyboard player uh, had lent him the instrument. I thought that was kind of interesting that this riff came along way before the song ever did. And this song was number one in 26 countries, including Germany, and over 8 million singles were sold worldwide. Monster, monster song for them. Um, me personally, like I said, I think it's 10 from the opening keyboard notes, the very last chord, this song is simply perfection and a song I never get tired of listening to, even though I've heard it so many times, band sounds great. Joey's vocals are amazing. It has one hell of a guitar solo, like you guys said, and it's very catching that beat. The chorus just sticks in your head. My kids love it. They keep asking for it this week. They want me to play it all the time. So, you know, you can find a song your kids love and. You know, you don't worry about them yeah. listening to you. You play the crap out of it. So yeah, that's a good point. This is an album that you really there's not a lot of sexual in oh, yeah, it or profanity or anything. It's it's a very family friendly album as far as that goes. In most ways, yeah. So yeah, it's a ten for me. I think it's fantastic. So. Well, Anthony, I kind of figured it was going to be that way. I just uh, my point was I skip it, and that's the only reason why I wouldn't consider it perfection. I mean, yeah, it's I it, it is a great it's a it's a great song. There is no denying that the incredible. They did something special on this album and this song, so right. it goes a long way. However, I'm not saying it's a bad song. It's a fantastic song. No, I get song. it. I, I, I mean, there are things like the Arrested Development guy. He was doing it during his magic tricks, playing the final countdown. So when it comes no on, yeah, it's, well, it's, I think about it is that iconic. sort of things. There's yeah. no denying. There's no denying. Man, there's I've humor in it. the podcast for a long time as the outro, so I mean. Yeah, right. We, we did use it. I mean, I, like I said, I'm not Maybe that's why it's a little overplayed. I listened to it every week for like over a year. I mean, that's it's probably like, okay, enough. Yeah. <laughs> All right, boys. Let's go to track number two. It's called Rock the Night. Hit it, Chris. Oh, 
right, I'm just going to go ahead and throw this out right now. This is the best song of the damn album. It's the best song by <laughs> Europe. And all of their music, this is their best song. Yeah. I think it's one. outstanding. It's easy to sing along to. I would never skip this one. This one hits me in the face, and I love everything about it. Norm's guitar solo is fantastic. I found this song to be outstanding. It's a nine. Chris. I love those double kick drums, too. You God, know, when, at it's the, just so the groovy, man. Clip yeah. there. I didn't even mean to do that, but it's just like, I mean, it, yeah, the drummer needs a little uh, recognition as well because he does a good love. job on this album. Yeah, this song, you're right, Jimmy, it's an absolute banger. Uh, catchy song. Joey sounds great. Uh, Guitar-wise, it's just tremendous. I mean, this John, I, I, should, I don't know why I didn't write his name. John, what would you say his last name? John Norm. Let me tell you something before y'all go crazy. John Norm played guitar for Don Dawkin and the band Dawkin. This guy is you know a what? stud. I get shades of Dawkin on this, so that does not surprise me at all. Not this song in particular. There's one song on the back half oh, of this yeah. album. It's like, it's man, good. it sounds just like it's Dawkin. Good. Uh, well, that's interesting. That's good to know. Yeah, John Norm is is the superstar on this uh, album, if you ask me. And this song in particular, he crushes it. Uh, the whole band does really. Uh, the only knock I'll give this song is the lyrics are a little basic. I mean, rock now, rock the night. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, that's a little basic. Sketchy to me. But, but it's a rock song. Yeah, it's it is. I mean, lyrically, it's. <clears throat> You know, kind of you know, generic. Not all songs, but, but, not all but songs I guess the English isn't even their first language. So I mean, what do you expect, right? I mean, I mean, not uh, all songs have to be deep. You know, so I, mean. I like a deep song. But regardless, I'm not giving this a bad score. I mean, I, I, I'm with Jimmy. It is one of the best songs on the album. I don't think it's the best either, but it's it's pretty close. I gave it an eight. I think it's excellent. Hey, very good, Anthony. What do you think about Rock the Night? Uh, song facts had this at number twelve in the UK and thirty in the US. So. Take that for what it is. Uh, yeah, Rock the Night, man. When that opening drops, you just want to grab the volume knob and spin it till it stops. This is the kind of song you need an old Camaro for, the one with the T-tops. Perfect yeah. song for cruising. Um, catchy chorus, hard not to sing along with. Upbeat, powerful. And it's simply a song that is outstanding from start to finish. It's a nine for me. Digging it. I think it's a great follow-up to the final countdown. Yes, and It's not a letdown at all, so... Yeah, sometimes you get this really fantastic song, and you're like, well, it's not a bad song, but this is a great follow-up, so it's a nine right. for me. Perfect. All right. Well, let's hit track number three. It's called Carrie. Y'all be Chris. nice. <laughs> the ballad here we go oh god here we and go. high school dances are made of songs just like this this is a fantastic ballad it's well written and excellent all together it's very memorable and easy to sing along to i'm not gonna complain on this one at all this is a this is a very very good song like i said earlier this is excellent the guitar solo is excellent i'm at an eight i think this is a fantastic song and certainly one that will continue to carry on the Europe torch, if you will. Chris, what do you think about Carrie? I'll allow that, Jimmy. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this one for Ballad Boy. And I, I will say, uh, we don't really have another ballad on this album, do we? Not really. There's which a close is, one. Which I'm telling you, Joey Tempest's vocals lend itself to ballads. I'm a little surprised he's not more ballad-friendly than, than he is. 
ballad uh, song on the background. There is a ballad one coming up. Yes, yes. No, not quite like this, but regardless. Not quite like, no, 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 no. Uh, yeah, guys, uh, this is such a singable song. I wanted to grab that guitar solo. Anthony, you remember when we did, uh, you weren't with us that episode, but you, you, you sent in your top five guitar solos, and number right. one was the White Line, uh, was it When the Children Cry? I can't yeah, remember. that's the guitar uh, solo. You know, you could sub this in for that, honestly. It's that good. I feel like it, it feels, yeah, it does. It, it feels like that to me, as far as that goes. Uh, very similar to that song. Actually, it's better than that song, in my opinion. Oh, um, I think that guitar solo is perfect. I think as far perfect. as 80s ballads go, I, I got to say, this is damn near perfection, man. I mean, it really is. Okay, here we go. Yeah, here I think go. so. I think it, it holds a place in, in the pop culture status. It's probably not quite like the final countdown, but it's a better song, in my opinion, than the final countdown. I think it's my favorite song on the album. I'm going to give it a 10, because I, I do oh, believe wow. this is... I believe this is perfection for what it is, guys. And I would never skip Love this song. It. Every time it comes on, I'm singing it to the top of my lungs, you know? That's uh, wow. the difference. That's yeah. fantastic. Wow. I didn't that's expect that. you, man. It's cool. Well, I, I really do think this is perfection for what it is, guys. I mean, just listen to that guitar solo and the way the chorus comes in over top yeah. of it. I mean, that... That's a that, good point, man. That may, yeah, and I would never you're skip this song. You're making me reconsider my votes now. Dang. Dang. Yeah. All right, Anthony. That's what I do. Keep going. Go ahead, Anthony. Okay, let's I'm on your something. side, my friend. Oh, I, I'm I'm kind of a little bit shocked. You don't have to walk up and slap me on this one. We're good. I don't have to this time. <laughs> oh my god, here we go. Um, wow. Let me get a little song facts on this. It's real quick. Uh, it was 22 in the UK and three in the US. So it kind of makes me wonder. Maybe ballots play better here than they did in Britain for some reason. I don't know why. Hmm. Um, but anyways. The song fact said, we always wondered if there was a real carry. And in 2015, lead singer Joey Tempest told us there wasn't. We were young then, the normal breaking up and finding a new girlfriend. He said in, in describing the inspiration. It was more of a general thing, actually. So Carrie is more of just a, if you got a girl, you break up with her, you listen to Carrie, basically kind of thing. Um, anyways, do you guys want to hear a really sad story concerning Carrie or not? Yeah, I'm ready to cry. Uh, bring it on. Sure, bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> I had a I had a local bar when I was in college, and the bartender's name was Carrie. And I, I asked her out one time, and needless to say, it didn't go so well <laughs> for me. Um, so I went home and listened to Carrie about four or five times over after that. So get a pretty good buzz when you're doing again. singing along. I'm not sure if I had a buzz or not. I'm sure I had my chicken <laughs> hair going at the time. You know, it was like little sprouts throughout my head, and I'm sure I'm sure I was the perfect. Guy. Was she at least nice about it, or was she like? Yeah, she was nice. She go, was a sweetheart. She was a great face. girl, but but I w- Jimmy was more of a player back in the day than Security. I was. Security. Jimmy could have done it, so but I couldn't do it. But I tried, anyways. My spiel. Conclusion, sir. J- Jimmy, trust me. Trust me. I looked up to you a lot of times when you were coming to dating girls. And- I'm sorry. <laughs> so, anyways, oh, I was like, man, how can I do that? What that guy does right there? How can I get to that point? Oh, I never man. could. Grow, grow about a foot taller and uh, yeah. blonde hair, get, get blue nice, eyes, grow your nice hair full head of blonde hair. Oh, that, that blue helps. eyes, yeah. So, it's <laughs> awful. It's awful. Um, anyways, <laughs> I'm not gonna get her and put Jimmy on a pedestal this morning. Um, <laughs> this song is power ballot perfection. I honestly can't say much more than that about this song. I'm getting tickled. Um, <laughs> it's every single thing you want in a power ballad. Amazing vocals with a good-looking singer that sells it with his voice and image, which was very important at this time, if you think about it. MTV was popular. The harmonies are amazing. A great build-up to another amazing guitar solo. And the drums, again, there are a few solid drum moments in this one, too. You know, it's a 10, man. I always love this one, still do to this day. So it's it's... Palette Bauer, Palette Bauer, Power Ballot Perfection. There we go. There you so, go. It's a 10. Good Anyways. deal. Yeah, and I, 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 you know, I probably did underscore that one, but guys, I'm not taking anything away from it. It's a fantastic song. Lord of mercy. I mean, not all Power Ballots are 10 in my mind. There's a few out there that are not, but this is one of those that's up there with the. I got you. I got When you. the Children Cry and Heaven by Warrant that are just perfection yeah. and Power Ballot. Oh, this this is perfection. I agree. All right. Track number four Danger on the Track. Hit it, Chris.
This one, it's got an underlying bass groove that's carrying on throughout the back of this song. I'm not sure if you guys heard this. It is definitely a headphone listen song for sure on this one. And once again, John Norum, I'm going to continue to say in his name tonight, blazing solo. Um, and the riffs in between the groove, oh my God, it's fantastic. And I will say this, my first listen on this song was not a true dedicated or you know headphone listen and i thought eh, this song is kind of weak blah 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 because it followed up carrie arguably one of the best ballads of all time but as i listened throughout the week this one progressed into a better and better song i did find this one to be great and i'm at a seven chris what do you think about danger on the track danger on the track uh, aka the ballad of snidely whiplash Every time I hear that, uh, there was a <laughs> Red Dead Redemption. There was a that game. There was like a challenge, like you could unlock a badge if you'd top yes, a woman sir. and put her on a railroad tracks, and then the oh train would come through and run. <laughs> <That'd be> great. <laughs> great, you didn't like the snidely whiplash badge. Yeah, oh God, that's hilarious. <laughs> I don't know why. Remember, remind me of that. Yeah, it's a fun. It's a fun song. Uh, it's probably a little step down from the first three, but I mean, you know, that's that's, that's the nature of the beast with this, as far as that goes. Uh, I enjoyed it too. Uh, it's a little okay. This is going to be this is something with with Europe that I'm just not a huge fan of the keyboards all the time. And Europe loves their keyboards. Let's just be honest. It's probably the most keyboard centric album we've ever listened to, as far as that goes. So it feels a little dated in places. But I, I agree with Jim. I think it's a great song. I gave it a seven as well. It's got a solid chorus, very singable. And you're right. That little part I grabbed there with with the, that wasn't even the guitar solo. That was just like I know, a break that was the between riff. the first yeah. and the second verses. Oh my god! He dude. rips it up in that too. I mean, it's just like all right, this guy, this guy is just a tremendous he guitarist. He is not playing, so. sir. He is not yeah. playing. So yeah, seven for me. Awesome, Anthony. What do you think about Danger on the track? I mean, it's an eight for me. This is an excellent tune. It's another one is uh, catchy, upbeat. Another amazing guitar solo. Maybe we'll keep beating that horse tonight. I uh, love that little funky breakdown, too, with the uh, keyboards and harmonic guitar all kind of playing together at one time. I thought that was a pretty nice little moment. I uh, really enjoyed that. So, yeah, I gave it an 8, man. I think it's an excellent tune. So, apparently this awesome. is a fairly decent song for them back in the day, too, wasn't it? Danger on the Track? It's like it's in I, their concert a lot. Was this so. a release for them? I, I don't, I don't know if it was a release. This one, honestly, Anthony, I was looking through it. I mean, it wasn't a, it wasn't a single. Their singles were The Final Countdown, uh, Rock the Night, Carrie, and Cherokee in the States, and then they released a song called Love Chaser in Japan. Yeah, I got a so little story on that one. This but, one was uh, not a release. However, I and I listened to this. I had this back in the day, and I don't even remember the song, but it, it did grow on me. I mean, it's, it's, it's a pretty good it just song. seems like throughout the week when I was looking at Europe stuff, when I look at set list or look at live albums, this song was always I could always see why it was there. being played. They're showcasing the guitars there, so. for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's uh, let's head up to track number five. It's called Ninja.
On Ninja, I think that the background vocals are absolutely stellar and harmonize perfectly with Joey Tempest. The guitar playing back and forth with the keyboards during the solo has the hint of Ingve Malmsteen's tone. It's a throwback to him because he is of Swedish descent as well. Um, I mean, I will say this, Chris, you picked probably the best part of the song for me not to slam this song. I appreciate See, that. This is the reason I picked this. Uh, if you notice, there's, I, I, if I thought Jimmy's going to give us a low score, I'm going to pull this guitar <laughs> solo and shame him for that. And that's exactly what I did. There. Well, I'm glad you did. You are shaming shame because <laughs> for those listening at home and haven't heard this song, from the, the little snip that he pulled out, the rest of this is kind of mediocre. This solo absolutely makes this song. And when I say makes the song, it does make the song. It You're saves wrong. it from being a four to me, a meh, oh, all the way to a six because it is, it's fantastic. I mean, it's absolutely very good. The vocal harm, I mean, I, I get it. Jo- Joey Tempest is a great singer. But the harmonies in this song are outstanding. And God Almighty, that tone on that guitar solo is just nothing short of amazing. I think it's very good. I'm at a six. Chris? Yeah, that's exactly why I pulled that up. <laughs> I wanted you to hear that, that guitar solo in your in your headphones before you spoke your, your words yeah, there. You want me to go to seven. I know what you're trying to do. <laughs> You should have. Should have gone higher. It's yeah, you know, I'll tell you, that guitar good. solo, I agree with it. That guitar solo makes this song. It is just blazing. It absolutely yeah. is. Yeah, that good. said, I kind of agree with it, Jimmy, as far as the, your score goes. I went with the six as well. I think it's a very good song. Uh, that synth, that synthesizer just all over that song again. It's just like, ah, it just feels a little, makes it feel a little weak to me. Um, there's a good groove to it. Listen, I I think six is a very good, you know, that's what that means. So, I mean, that's I feel like this good. is a very good song. I can't go higher than that on this one, though. I mean, the guitar solo is what makes it. The chorus is kind of, eh, bland, if you I will. But, uh, I get it. Yeah, that's, that's right. where I am. Go ahead, Anthony. Let's Anthony. No, I'm not doing it. I'm done. Ninja. I'm done. Sing your praises. <laughs> Next song. Next song. <laughs> Next song. You guys pissed me off, so I'm done. What? Your sc- what? All it's right. very good. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Nadine, well, go ahead and give us a story. <laughs> it's a nine, man. It's a nine. It's outstanding. Nine, outstanding. really? Right. I don't know about that. Uh, guitar work is amazing. I love the Agreed. group. Love the images. Love the chorus. I just love the images the song creates in my head. The ninja stuff is cool. Uh, it's my sleeper of the week. One of my favorite wow. Europe songs. I absolutely, truly love this song. It's a nine. Um, and I just keep wondering what a video would look like in the 80s with those guys doing this kind of song. It'd oh, it would probably, look like absolute trash. Because probably look like that. Well, you'd have ninja. Look like that Van Halen video. Crazy. Remember that Van Halen well, video? It would be terrible. <laughs> with uh, Eddie playing a samurai or something. What was that video? That pretty was woman? not Eddie. That yes. was Michael Anthony playing a samurai. But yes, I remember the video. <laughs> That's pretty that? woman. That's probably what it was. Pretty woman. That's right. <laughs> so I think it's an outstanding song, man. I love this song. It, it's just, when I hear it every time, I'm just really. Super now, this was not a release, correct? No, this wasn't a single. No. Okay. Right. Not a single. Sure. Not a single. So, it's right, a nine guys. for me, boys. Nine. Outstanding. All right. Here we go. Let's flip this thing over and go to a song called Cherokee, track six.
the keyboard is absolutely killing me on this song. I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there. Now, I'll say another thing. I'm not sure if uh, Swedish people need to be singing about the pains of the Cherokee Indian. Um, I think I mean, that story understand. itself is tragic. You understand why in a minute. Okay. Well, I, I'll be curious. They must have some heritage there. I didn't realize I have this in my notes as well. To, I it's not a heritage, a bit. but I just, a reason for it. I, th- I find this song to be skippable. It has a very harmonizing Hi. guitar solo, Skip and the song. keyboard is falling along back and forth, but the keyboard's what kills it for me, guys. Um, I understand it was a single, and I'm not sure I would agree. It definitely catered toward the American audience. I still think it's not far from being a great song. I do find it to be very good. It's a six in my ears. Chris, what do you think about Cherokee? Well, I want to start very by good. saying... It's very good. Oh, my God. It's very <laughs> I want to start by saying... I've, I've recently been watching the TV show uh, Vikings on uh, Amazon Prime. Is this song on here? I'm with you, Jimmy. I, I don't need a bunch of Swedes lecturing me about the atrocities of my people when those guys' atrocities were much worse than ours. <laughs> when you yeah, look they at, kill everybody. at the way they, they just raped and pillaged pretty much all of Europe for decades, or not decades, centuries. I mean, centuries. these guys were like, all right there, Joey, keep it in, in check, my friend. You, you've got a lot more to be ashamed of than we do as far as that goes. Fact. <laughs> As far as the song goes, I just had to throw that out there because, I mean, <laughs> come on, really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. But as far as this song goes, it's actually one of my favorites on the album. I've really? always loved this song. Yeah. This chorus is so singable. I love the riffs. I, I know what you mean about the keyboards. It's present, but it's not as yeah. annoying to me as it is on some songs as far as that goes. Uh, the guys harmonize well. The chorus is just so easy to sing along to. Yeah. Uh, I think it's. I think it's. I gave it a nine, man. I think it's outstanding. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I, I love this song. It's uh, unreal. The, this and Carrie, my two favorite songs on the album. So, wow. Okay. Okay. Anthony, what do you think about Cherokee? And I'd never skip it. I, I'd let it play every time. Exactly. Uh, song wow. facts: uh, seventy-two in the U.S. That's all it had listed. So apparently, it is just a U.S.-based song. Like Jimmy yeah. said. So that um, makes sense. The Europeans aren't going to understand. The Europeans the, the have no. Bombs. Yeah. It said, uh, song fact said, Europe lead singer Joey Tempest wrote this song after browsing through a book on the subject that belonged to the wife of their producer. So he saw the subject matter in a book and it drew his interest in and that's why he did it. He said, I saw it laying around and I thought that would be interesting. Tempest said in her 2015 interview, I started reading the story about the Cherokee Indians and I thought it would be an interesting thing to write about. So that's the reason why he did it. He said, Got interested in the song and the, the subject matter. So, and short and simple, I guess you can say. But it's also one of those uh, classic one more song compositions. As often happens, the band found themselves needing one more song to complete the album. So Tempest played what he had of this to the band and decided to give it a go. It ended up being the fourth single from the album. And the video was shot in a desert, but it was nowhere near the Cherokee Nation. In fact, it wasn't even in America. The clip was shot in Almeria, Spain, home of the only desert in Europe, and a popular location for movies set in the Old West, A Fistful of Dollars, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, and various other spaghetti westerns were done there. The cacti that appear in the distance are props left there from previous productions. Wow. So they found a way to sort of make it their own, I guess you could say. But uh, I thought it's kind of interesting. That's the way... I've, I've always wondered too. I was like, "Why are Swedes writing about Cherokees?" You know, but I don't know. There's a lot of songs in the '80s about Indians. Anthrax had Indians. Mm-hmm. Man o' War had that one about the Raging Bull, wasn't it? I forget the name of that song. I have to look that one up. Uh, oh, yeah, I have to look that up. I don't. I don't know that one. Iron it's Maiden not coming to my mind. Iron Run Maiden, of the Hills. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Spirit Horse. Spirit Horse. Ride for me. You so know that song. Is yeah, a, that's by Man of War. the Hills about the Indians. I didn't realize that. Yeah, Run of the Hills, Iron Maiden. Yeah, oh yeah. Raping yeah. and pillaging. Oh yeah. 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 But anyways, as far as that goes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Cherokee, my thoughts. Uh it's a nine for me. I think it's another outstanding tune. I love how the song comes in with those drums, that crunchy guitar. It's another song by Europe that is just catchy and upbeat. I say it a lot, but it is. That's what I like about them. I think it would be hard to hate a song like this, not only for the meaning behind it, but because it's so damn good. Uh, I even enjoy the guitar keyboard solo in the middle of it. Nothing to hate about this one, man. See, I, I kind of like the keyboard, so it doesn't See, I, I, Keep in mind, I didn't hate on it. I said it was very good. I know. You I guys know. trying to trying to push me out. I'm push not trying out. to push it's you okay. out, man. It's okay. Y'all can push me out all you want, but I said it's very good. Very good. I'm not good. saying that. I'm not saying that. I get yeah. it. The keyboards are sometimes a little bit 
yeah, polar it's opposite. Right. I mean, it's, it's this is Europe. That's what they do. Exactly. It's in pretty much everything they do. So, you know, I get it. I get it. It's just some things, you know, to me, I think I'm less likely to cater toward that in my, my listening. But yeah. it, it is where it is on these songs. Well, you, and I, I'm not downplaying this album at all. Yeah. Not yet. Here we go. Well, you get into more of the heavier, heavier <laughs> stuff more often than me and I Chris do. do. So I can, I do. I can I understand go, why. I go from one extreme to the other. You've got a guitarist like this guy that can shred the hell out of it, and then you're overlaying keyboards on top Dude, of that. Just let him I mean, do his thing without these keyboards getting in the way, is the way I look I've at been, it. But. I've been listening to a lot of Rush lately, and in their 80s, I mean, Getty Lee, that bass is getting replaced by the keyboard all the time, and it's good, and I like it, but I'm saying is that you got Getty Lee on bass, and you're putting a keyboard in there? It was also you know. Getty Lee on keyboard. Just so you well, know. that's true. So it's not as bad. <laughs> that's but. why the bass was replaced because he can't do them both that's simultaneously. True. It's All crazy. Right, he let's can go do both to at the uh, same time. <laughs> let's go to the next song. It's called "Time Has Come." Hit it, Chris. Oh, you're yeah, gonna hate this one, aren't you? I love it. Stop. I don't want to hear wow. what Jimmy says. Chris, Chris, I, I, I can see that you didn't grab the solo on this one. That's weird. Okay. Here we go. Okay. I, I, and I know, Anthony, I know where you're going to go on this song. I can only guess. But I'm just going to tell you how it hurt to me. There's something about the time has come is almost bad. Got Jimmy nervous. <laughs> something about the tempo change in the indecision if this song wants to be a ballad or a rocker. I think the vocals seem to be called in and even the solo can't save this song because it seems to be a little elementary for John Norm's talents. I don't even know if John Norm was in the room when they recorded this song. <laughs> this is this is the worst song on the record. I am at a meh. I think it's a four. I, I mean, maybe I'm harsh, but I, I never could get into the song and I tried. You know how I skipped? I skipped the final countdown every single listen except for my first listen. But I didn't skip this song a single time, trying to appreciate it. I can't appreciate it. So you thought Chris, the time had come to finally listen. The time to has it. come, Chris. What do you think? Yeah, the time has come. Chris's flush of the week. Yeah, yeah. Time has come for the flush, my friends. Uh, yeah, this is absolute filler. The chorus is just bland as it gets, and actually a little off key at points. I'm with you, man. I'm Disagree. not like it's like they don't really know if they, w- they want this to be a ballad or a mid-tempo song, and that it feels like there's a lot of indecision. That's a good. That's a good point. I didn't write that down, but I agree 100 percent on that. It's just a generic song. I would skip every time unless I was forced to listen to it. Um, even the guitar solo is not good, like you said, man. I mean, like yeah. I don't even. I don't even know. If, <laughs> good point. He may not have been in the room. He might have been like sick that week, and they just brought somebody else in to take his place or something. I don't know, man. Just feels like the whole band's going through the motions on this song. I think it's disappointing. I gave it a three. It's absolutely okay. the worst song on this album. Not even close. Wow, Anthony, what do you think about "Time Has Come"? Got to get my slap hand ready, um, <laughs> dude. This, you go. can't like tell us you think it's a good song. I gave it a seven. Right. I really like this song. I, do, I like <laughs> this song. I enjoy it. Uh, I enjoy the way this song builds. I like the way Joey sounds on it. The guitar. I think the guitar is great on it. Again, I heard the guitar in there. It's a solid ballady sort of song that I think works for a song this deep on an album. I think it's good enough to almost be a single. I, I really liked it, man. I think it's a great song. I gave it a seven. I do. Anthony, well, I'm not disagreeing the guitar was there, but it's not like any other guitar song. Maybe not, album. but I'm saying I like you know the sound I mean? of the guitar in this one too. I'm saying I, I like this song. 
Right, I can right. understand you. y'all's points, but, you. Uh, you know, but it would does have sort of the, the... Would you say this is the weakest song on the album? Yeah, there's a... Probably. This is your lowest score maybe. of the night. This is your lowest huh? score of the night, right? Uh, actually, every song on the back end of this is my is the same score, because oh, I, wow. I liked all these songs, so I'll, I'll okay. give you that little little tidbit now. They're all sevens <laughs> from here forward for me. <laughs> okay, that's cool. So, but if I had to pick a weaker one, maybe I would go with this one, because it does come in a little slow, and it's a little uneven at times, but right. uh, I still think it's a great song. I still really enjoy it. When it kicks in, I'm still into it, man. So Gotcha. All right, well, let's go to the uh, next song, track eight. It's called Heart of Stone. That sounds like Dr. starting riff it sounds like a trashed docking riff that didn't make the cut by george but those keyboards oh god <laughs> vocally better than time has come and this is an improvement to the previous song but it's really not saying much in the grand scheme of things the guitar solo tone was crummy but the solo was outstanding this song is absolutely pure 80s i see it as good i'm at a five chris what do you think about heart of stone so you're saying you didn't like the guitar tone on this song? Not mean? on the solo. No, I didn't like the tone on this one. That's interesting, Matt. Yeah, the solo was a shredder, but yeah, right. the tone just didn't fit. I preferred that Malmsteen tone he had on Ninja. Man, that, that freaking tone was outstanding. Well, I mean, like you, there's an absolute docking vibe all over this song. Uh, I mean, it's interesting. We both, I mean, this is in my notes right here. It's it, it's The riffs sound like George Lynch. Joe even sounds a little bit like Don on this song, man. I mean, it's just mm. like, it feels like a Dawkins song. I don't know if they collaborated with these guys at all or, or it's just coincidence. Touring and we both think that. I mean, like, I, I had all that written down when you were saying it. So, like, I felt the same way on this. This feels like a Dawkins song. I think the chorus is pretty catchy as far as that goes. I, yeah, I, yeah. I kind of like the song. I, I agree with you. The synth is there, but I mean, I've kind of like gotten used to. They're just gonna have that you all mean, over their you songs. Become as far as that desensitized goes. to it, yeah. <laughs> I guess I do. I thought the chorus was was very catchy. I, guys, it's my sleeper of the night. I think I think it's one really? of the better songs okay. on the back end, end of this album. Okay, uh, I gave it an eight. Yeah, Fantas- oh, dude, that's great. I'm glad you did. It's an excellent cool. song. All right, Anthony. I think this, this is the docking. Uh, this is why docking it's does, where it sounds it so much like them. It, it enhances yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Anthony, Heart of Stone. We know what the score is. Talk to it. <laughs> it's another song like so many on this album that just grabs you right away. It's got those big, crunchy guitars, heavy drums. Joey's vocals complement the sound perfectly. You know, I could see this being another single as well. I mean, kind of surprised it wasn't. Um, it works from start to finish. Guitar solo. I put I put in the guitar solo. Damn. <laughs> uh, another killer one. So, yeah, it's another seven for me. Like I said, the back half of this album... I couldn't find anything to hate on any of them personally, but okay. I didn't want to go up like outstanding or excellent. I'm not sure they're there, but they're all great songs that just I enjoy listening to. So good deal, good yeah, deal. So. All right, let's move up to uh, track. What is it? Track number nine on the loose.
What so you on the loose, what happened? What? what? I saw you laughing on their song. Oh, he about? flipped me off because I pulled the played the blazing guitar solo, so he'd have a hard time bashing it. <laughs> well, here we go. that, man. So we are not really improving in songwriting and harmony. However, there that solo is a shred fest, and it absolutely ignites this song in a good way. <laughs> the more I listen to the song, the better it it has gotten throughout the week. I was at the point to where I was singing along to the guitar solo. That's how good this solo is. And it's the best guitar solo in this entire record. I don't know if it's the best in their in their uh, catalog, but my God, he is absolutely blazing. Um, I do think that the song falls in between somewhere. I mean, I'm at a six and a half between very good and great. This, this album, just so you guys know, the back half of this album is gradually improved. If you pay attention to my scores, I think each song has gotten better as we've moved toward the, to the, toward the end of this record. And I'm, I'm not a bad way by no means, because in my opinion, it's probably perfect placement for these songs. And we'll talk about that later, but yeah, I'm at a six and a half. Chris, what do you think about on the loose? You know, I'll tell you, I, when I heard this song, uh, and you guys are bigger fans of this band than me, so you may vehemently disagree, I don't know, but it felt kind of like a, a glammed up version of uh, Two Minutes to Midnight by Maiden when when I heard that, the, the way that riff kicks in. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I was going to pull a cliff, a clip and like compare the two. But the Maiden song's a little bit faster as far as that goes, so it wouldn't have like been exactly like I thought. Man, it's gonna, and then I was like, Nah, it's too fast. It's not. Everybody was sort of playing in the same pool at that time, anyway. So, but but it, I I did get the the vibe of that song from from this. So, I mean, I think that that's a compliment as far as it that is goes. A compliment. Yeah, I mean the riffs are fantastic. That guitar solo, dude, it just he just blazes that guitar solo. It's ridiculous. This song has a little bit of an edge to it where some of their stuff really doesn't as far as that goes, right. which I kind of appreciate. Uh, yeah, man, I, I gave it uh, I gave it a seven. I think it's a great song. Good. Okay. One of the better songs on the back half of this album. So, yeah. Agreed. Okay, cool. Anthony, what do you think about On the Loose? Yeah, like I said, I'm at a seven, too, man. It's a great tune. Um, again, I sound like a broken record on all these songs, but that intro with that guitar and those drums, you're hooked instantly when you hear it. And once the song gets going, it's another solid tune with another incredible guitar solo. Uh, again, I have no complaints. This is, song works. It's great. It's a seven for me. So I know I sound a bit like a broken record, but that's why these songs are grabbing me, you know. So Yeah, that's all. It's all how you hear it, man. That's all good. It's all good. All right. Let's close this record out with the final track. It's called Love Chaser. Hit it, Chris. Right, Chris, love those keyboards, don't you? That's in between riffage. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, Love Chaser. At first, I was thinking this was going to be great, another final countdown. However, that quickly ended because the keyboard intro scared me. Brief, and then the song quickly became great. That bass gallop throughout. This song slaps like Will Smith at the Oscars. I'm honestly surprised this wasn't released as a single in the States. It's clearly one of the best songs on the album, and it's possibly the best song to end this record with. It's my sleeper, guys. The more I listened to it, the more I appreciated this song. The blazing guitar licks made me smile throughout. I think it's excellent. It's an eight for me. I realize it's not going to be y'all's picks, but uh, Chris, what do you think about Love Chaser? I disagree with Jimmy. I don't think it's the best song in the back of this album. It's one of the worst as far as that goes. Uh, it's it's not bad. 
I think the components are there as far as the vocals. They're solid. Instrumentally, it's pretty good. But it just feels sterile to me. It's, it's like it's just a very generic kind of song. I'm a little surprised they released this in Japan, to be honest with you. I, I don't know uh, I don't know why just there and nowhere else as far as that goes. I'm curious if Anthony's got a story on that. It just doesn't move the needle for me. I don't think it's bad. I gave it a five. I think it's good. Okay. And, and honestly, I think the two previous songs were a lot better than this one as far as that goes. But okay. that's just where it hit me. Yeah. Anthony? Uh, there's there's nothing about why I was in Japan, but I did find this interesting fact about Japan. It was released there in the soundtrack album of the Japanese movie Pride One. Never heard of it. But the interesting part is the track on the B side of the single was Carrie. Next the year, B side was carried. B side was carried. This is Wikipedia. Well, this was it's the second release. Fact. This is their second single, Chris. So, but it just didn't hit the states. It hit. It hit right. Your, hit but then they Japan. said the next year the single was reissued in Japan and entitled "Carrie" with "Carrie" as the A side. So, they flipped it yeah. over and basically said, "We got a better song on the other side, I guess." So let's flip it over. Um, but the song was written by Joey in '85. It was first played on tour in Sweden in the same year before it was recorded for this album. This is the interesting part. I actually checked this out to make sure I was factually correct because it is Wikipedia because it's so out there. Japanese pro wrestler Yoshiaki Yatsu used this song as his entrance theme in all Japan pro wrestling. So there was a Japan wrestler out there who used this song as his entrance song years ago. And I double-checked that. I went on the line and said, if that's Wikipedia, let me double-check that. So... um, it's true. It, it's actually all out there on the line. But uh, anyways, my thoughts on Love Chaser. What's that, Chris? So that, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. I'll tell you, I I, was... I, while I'm thinking about this, I, I will say, uh, as far as the Japanese go, it's, you know, we get the statistics of where our listens come from. As far as foreign countries, it's it's our third most, uh, you know. like Really? It's, yeah. Of course, the United States is first, uh, Germany is second, and Japan is third. So, we probably have, I don't know, It's it's uh, we get quite a few listens from Japan, so tip it, of the hat it, to those guys. They must love their 80s metal as far as that goes. So I know they love Dawkins, so I mean, they've always been a huge yeah, band absolutely. over there. Yeah, Germany makes sense, too. They're big into this kind of music in Germany, too. A lot mm-hmm. of good metal comes out of Germany. Uh, my thoughts on Love Chaser, it's a seven, of course. It's another great tune, like so many on the album with, you know, again, broken record. Great vocals, catchy chorus, solid guitar work, killer guitar solo, actually. No complaints. I think it's a great album closer. You know, makes you want to go on to, to more beyond. So, so All start. right. Fair enough. Now, for the final assessment, for the final countdown to me, um, this is <laughs> obviously came out in 86, smack dab in the middle of arguably the greatest uh, music in my ears as far as when it comes to hair metal slash, you know, 80s rock, 80s metal. Um I mean, the good, John Norum is a guitar-slinging shredmaster. Joey Tempest is an outstanding singer. Their background vocals are outstanding. They harmonize so well. The bad, most of the album does sound dated, and it's because there's too much keyboard. It's just simply keyboard overload for my taste. Um, not saying that it's 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 a bad thing. For most folks, it may not bother them at all, but I kind of like more of a, a guitar-focused rock when it comes to my 80s rock i do appreciate the record um i do feel like and i know you guys disagreed i think the second half of this album was a progression into a great great ending i felt like love chaser was the perfect way to end this and i do feel like the final countdown was a perfect way to open this album um rock the night you could have put that anywhere on this one any track placement and it would have been outstanding. Thankfully for me, it's in the second position because I skipped the final countdown so much. It was just awesome to go in and rock the night. Um, Carrie, of course, slowing it down for you. Fantastic, fantastic song. Um, my score did come out to be a 6.83 overall. I'm going to bump that up to 7 because this album is a great album. Although the keyboard saturation is ever-present, I still think I feel, I feel like this is a worthy listen, and it is certainly – a little hidden gem when it comes to being a fan of guitar music. It's something I haven't listened to since probably 86, 87, to be honest with you guys, when the album first came out. It's just one of those bands I always appreciated, just never really got into. Chris, what's your final thoughts of The Final Countdown? 
That's definitely an interesting listen this week. And, and I'm pretty sure I had this album because some of the songs that weren't even, uh, you know, releases Singles, or right. anything I knew pretty well. Like, I remember like Danger on the Track when I heard that. I was like, oh, I remember this song. And, and uh, it's, weird enough, I don't <laughs> I really didn't remember Ninja. I don't know. But I, there were some that like that stuck with me as far as that goes. So I definitely owned this back in the day. Uh, you know, there is some filler on this album and there is some keyboard centric stuff. But there are some pretty big hits on this album as well. A Final Countdown, Carrie, Rock the Night. Those were all like classics as far as that goes. And I, I always liked Cherokee too, Jimmy. I know you weren't a fan of that one, but uh, that one always stuck with me as well. Uh, you know, it's, it's really the keyboards is the only thing, the, the biggest knock on this album for me. I, I feel like that kind of takes the rock out of it sometimes. It, it, I don't know if that's just a European thing or just a, a these guys thing or what as far as that goes, but... I'm not a huge fan of those keyboards. It's an as 80s far as that thing, goes. really. Everybody's doing keyboards. Not really. There's a lot of no, not all from the 80s that don't Anthony, use that at all. I go ahead and say Dawkins. Dawkins. Well, okay. I mean, but Maiden brought them in in 86. Dio had them on his stuff in 86. Yeah, but they Priest it in brought taste. it in with 86. It was not the predominant instrument like it is on this record. I know. Am I I know. I'm just no, saying it's, is it's, that it's too much everybody was using keyboards back then. Yeah, because it was the 80s. It was what brought, I mean, heck, Eddie Van Halen. Exactly. So, I mean, he actually made that the forefront in a couple of tunes. So, yeah, I mean, we get it. It's just that they well, that's, so that's my better the guitar center. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's, that's my. Chris, it, you're right. And they cover up uh, John John Norm. Norm because that guy is a, a tremendous guitarist. Honestly, yeah. I'd forgotten how good he was because when I think of, of Europe, I think of these keyboards. And they, they kind of like take away from the, the guitar playing on this album as far as that goes. I think Joey's got great vocals. He's a he's a he's a, he's a, what you want. He's a prototypical '80s front man. He's got the look. He's got that full head of blonde hair flowing out there, you know. <laughs> and he's got a great voice. I feel like they should do a few more ballads because I think he, I think he lends himself better to ballads as far as that goes. I mean, really, Carrie. I guess that on the loose was a ballad, but man, it was a stinker as far as that goes. Uh, I, I would have loved to heard a few more ballads coming out of these guys as far as that goes. I actually tweaked my score a little bit on the fly tonight, so I'm not sure this is accurate, but uh, I gave it a 7.1, and it's, uh, it's around great. I think it's I think it's a great album, so I'll stick with that. Okay. Anthony, final thoughts? Final count. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go too much into mine. Mine's pretty short. You know, I enjoy diving into it. You know, right now it might be the album of the year for me so far. It's probably the one that's been just the most consistent from beginning to end for me personally, wow. or the one I seem to get into just the hardest this time, but... Uh, you know, and I like an album that kind of pushes me beyond just the album into other albums by them. And that's what it did. I listened to a couple more by them. And, uh, you know, I can easily recommend it. It's a great nostalgia trip if you liked it like we did back in the day. Um, I was kind of shocked how well it held up. I'm glad it did because I did enjoy it. And, you know, their next album was pretty solid, too. It's called uh, Out of This World. There's a ballad on the back of that one that's really solid, too. And if you can find it, I saw it on Apple Music. It's called Almost Unplugged by Europe. I might have sent you guys a text, but you guys, of course, ignored. But anyways, um, <laughs> Almost Unplugged, there's a version of the final countdown that was acoustic, no keyboards. And it really makes that song pop in a way you've never heard it. it might be, I might like it more than the original version. I mean, it really pops. It's like wow. 20, 2008 or something. And, you know, and Europe, they keep going, man. I'm looking at their discography, and they... They got smart like Tesla. They took a break in the 90s. They realized, I guess, where the tide was coming or what was going on. And they didn't come back together until the music got kind of hot again. And that was a smart move. That kept their music pretty strong, I think, instead of trying to fight that 90s tide. Because those 80s bands, they they were washed up in that way. There was no way they could transition to grunge from that 80s sound. And the smart ones figured a way out. But anyways, yeah, like I said, my final rating comes out to 8.3 which puts it at uh, excellent for me, and I'm more than happy with that rating. But uh, like I said, if you can find that Almost Unplugged, I would highly recommend you checking that album out. It's really, really solid. Um, well, great concert, I will, great live album. I will say this. Uh, I've seen some clips of that guy, uh, Joey, singing with you know with the band, uh, more recent clips. He's still, dude, he's his still voice is still just yeah. tremendous. I mean, he, he hasn't lost a step. And for a guy that sings as high-pitched as he does, that's pretty yeah. impressive. They're one of those bands that sort of got washed into that sort of, at their own accord, I guess, that pop metal sound back in the day. But 
I think they were a little bit better. They're like a Cinderella, a Tesla, some of those guys that have a little more chops who can sustain. I mean, they put out a lot of music beyond the 80s where a lot of bands like Warrant and Poison and Motley Crue just washed up and rightfully so probably. They probably weren't all that super talented to begin with. They hit the wave at the right time. But Well, I may have I had a question for you guys at the end of this one and I may have made the bad picked a bad question, but see, I was thinking of this as, you know, this was Europe. This was their thing. Can right. either one of you name two songs by Europe that is not on this record? No. Nope. Either one of you. I can't name one song. I can't by without Europe looking on this at record. it. Without looking. Without looking. I can't think of a single song. Give me song. a second to think about it. Uh, I heard a couple this week. I can't think of the names off the top of my head, but I did a few like King of the World from 2010, I think was one of them. That was okay. really good. And then uh, Superstitious. I'm not superstitious. That right. was on this out, the next album. That one's on there oh, too. Yeah, Correct. Yeah, yeah Correct. I remember that. Correct. Okay. See, I, I remember that too. I just, I tried, I was sitting there thinking, damn, this album was just their album. There was nothing else that it really was. came out that stood out. Right. And I thought, my, but you're right. They did, re they released Superstitious, I believe, uh, yeah. as a video. Yeah, yeah, I definitely remember that one though. Yeah. yeah, I can't. I mean, I couldn't even do it myself. I was, I was like, like you Jesus about, "Did Christ. they cover the Stevie, Stevie Wonder song?" Is no, it when you said that first? And this is the. <laughs> like, and this was. And John Norm wasn't on the next album. Really, this is it. That. But I mean, this is their album, man. I mean, this is the yeah, one this album. Is it. He, he is awesome. back with them now, though. Correct. He is back with them. Yes, yeah. I thought yeah. He, yeah. like he was um, their latest tours and stuff. He's with. It's them. Dude, crazy. He's still shredding. Like that live concert I was saying from the mid two thousands. The dude is still shredding. Joey still sounds great live. He's still shredding it. No That's doubt. an incredible album. But. No doubt. Yeah, it's it's just one of those things. I, th I found it weird that a band can put something out this solid and nothing else comes out memorable throughout I the years. I think it was it just sucks. so much good stuff on this one record. It really you know, was. It just, I mean, it really it's almost like a greatest hits for them to a point. Mm -hmm. And it's a shame. But nonetheless, this, this album is what it is. It's a great album. Great listen. It was a good listen. Like Anthony, I was glad to revisit this one because it had been a very, very long time since I'd heard it. So yeah, well, I'm glad you enjoy it. It's like Quiet Riot. Metal health. I mean, yeah. nobody knows much beyond. I mean, I know because I used to love Quiet Riot. Oh, dude, but, I used uh, to love Condition Critical. Yeah, QR3. Yeah, but I was in. Metal health is kind of their like their album. I mean, it, it really is. is. People don't know much beyond Metal Health. I mean, you know. Right, right. All right. Well, let's. Uh, who's is it? My pick. It is. Oh boy. And in this corner, weighing in at approximately two hundred pounds. Is the master of metal, the guru of guitar, and a lover of all things harmonica. He's our fearless leader. It's Jimmy with his pick of the week. week, week. All right, guys. So with. I've had two albums in the back of my mind that I was kind of going to go back and forth with, depending on what I want to go with next. And with my love of the harmonica, I had to go with this album because I wanted to make sure that we enhance <laughs> the appreciation of the harmonica for at least next the next week. My pick this week is a classic record. It's from the band Black Sabbath, and it's called Heaven and Hell. Oh, man. Heaven Tons and hell. of harmonica on this record. Oh, There's man. no guitar. It's mostly piano and harmonica. <laughs> Um, I'm sure that's true. And it's all ballads. You guys uh, will love Heaven this and Hell, man, might be one of my favorite metal songs of all time. I oh love, love Well, that you know what? Song. I uh, Yeah, it's got some great songs on it, and it was a good review. I listened to that. That's one of the ones I'd listened to last week that I was like, man, you know what? We need to hit this record. It's a killer. Because I was going to go with Zeppelin, just so you guys know. I was kind of torn between Zeppelin and Sabbath, and I listened to that Sabbath album. I was like, you know what? I want to review this. There's a couple of stinkers on it, but man, it, most of them songs are fantastic. Is, is Mob Rules on that one? No, that's the other album. It's about Neon that's, Knights. That's is that their, that one? Neon Knights is the opening record. Oh, dude. Oh, I will be who's curious the, to see uh, what Chris thinks about some of these. Who's the vocalist on this? It's Ronnie Dio. James Dio. It's it's okay. not it's not Ozzy. We you know we did an Ozzy album. It's not Ozzy this time, and this is the first album with Ronnie James, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, Ronnie, it's gonna I, be different, Chris, and I get it. Look, man, if, you, if it's an acquired <laughs> taste, I get it. But we'll see what you see how you rate we'll this one, Anthony. I figured yeah. you're gonna like a few of this, you know. I've already listened to that a few times because I, I like the Dio years of Sabbath. It's a shame they oh, couldn't go on me. with him a little longer. But yeah, they've only got I think they got three albums with two with or him. three. There's like two and then a live concert. I think it was it. No, they, they have another album they come back called Dehumanizer. Back oh, in like that's right. That's later on. Yeah, Live Evil or something's a really good live mm -hmm. album. They got that sign of the Southern Cross where he's like, "I'm gonna burn in hell with all of you." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. 
He's like, oh, like the, there's an angel that came down and said, he said something to him. And he's like, no, go away. Cause I'm going to burn in hell with all of you. <laughs> Good Lord. We got dark quickly. It did. All right. On a Sunday morning. Anthony, what you got going on this week? Uh, I'm going to revisit the live at the record plant. Those two episodes I did earlier. Yeah. Um, since I've been going through this early Great stuff, albums. I thought I'd bring Jimmy's those two albums in on song lines and tan lines. So anyways, I'm going to do that this week. And Fantastic. I got a recommendation, the movie Dunkirk. If you guys get a chance to check it out, it's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Holy cow, that movie's an experience. I watched that a few weeks ago, or last, this weekend, I think. And I can't recommend that one enough. And it's an amazing, amazing movie about the evacuation of Dunkirk in World War II, the British did. And right. it's just, oh, the dog fights, everything's just incredible in that movie. But uh, it's an wow. experience. So. Personal oh, recommendation. Nice. <laughs> well, let's wrap this thing up for the week for Audible Ecstasy Podcast. This is Jimmy. This is Chris. This is Anthony. And this is it. i